Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. The season marches on, Andy. Um, we're going to keep our commentary focused on the NFL, even though the NBA tried to steal the show today. It's every summer, though. That's I mean, the the NBA offseason is. I mean, that is the the summer blockbuster every year. It's It's not like it's not like this doesn't happen every year. So yeah, it's enjoyable though. It is always enjoyable to watch Twitter melt. um, Yes, as they are are wont to do. um, As yeah, I I tweeted about it a little bit ago. But yeah, the NFL discourse right now is just there's three things. There are Taylor Swift bullshit. There are people for no reason, figuring out ways to ban, fix, or stop the tush push, which I have an aside for that, by the way. Okay. Um, and then people just grossly miss, like everybody figured out how to use ggplot and is making bad charts now. And just like, <laughs> well, or just, or just people looking at other people's charts and just grossly misusing statistics. Like some of the arguments here on Twitter, like uh, just just mind numbing. How it's like, well, this is a a top five this, or this is a top ten that. And like you can't really just take one stat without context over a small sample, like three games, and just be like, this oh, is this. Yeah. You know, we we do have to put some priors in place, and we probably have to figure out who they played. And and I mean, the Cowboys are a good <laughs> example of that I have a really hard time making my power number no for the Cowboys. They have played three pretty bad teams and even yep. lost one and it's very difficult to take that and make a number that you know fits with the market and some of those some of those games it's just like i'm gonna have to pass i pass on grass here and then real quick before we get into it back to the tush push mm-hmm. cutesy cutesy names for like euphemisms like that like tush and you know PP and like stuff like those make me way more uncomfortable than like real nasty words like actual terrible like so remember norm norm gambles of like course stuff yeah. you would say i'm way more comfortable with that than yeah. like people saying tush so much i don't know why it is it just makes me uncomfortable i, I mean, it's, 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 it's a weird ick for me so yeah, so and you yes, want Drew pointing out or Taylor's pointing out Drew is fully rested. He's back with us. He's uh Pacific yeah. Coast, best coast time, feeling good. <clears throat> well, kind of. I mean, I'm definitely still like on a little bit of European time. You look it's better. Been, you look yeah. better than Sunday. I'm definitely not gonna fall. I don't think I'm gonna fall asleep on the spot, I hope. Um, but uh yeah, it uh it uh is great to be back. Um you know I I don't want to get too much into vacation mode, but uh, I got to tell you, uh, if you want, we, you know, we should set up in the Discord at some point, just in the travel wrecks. Just anyone that's ever thought about going to Croatia and wants to like pick pick mine and Dan's brain on like how, what they liked, what they should look for, you know, what they should do. Um, happy to, because I, I got to tell you, man, like the standout stuff is so, so high on my list of like life experiences. It's pretty incredible. And uh, like there's, there was some, there was some Plavik Mali red wine and from the Dinyak region, there's like 20 bucks. So you can just get in like the, like the market, like just, the just corner market. Cases back. Dude, it, if you, if you blind tasted that next to a hundred dollar Napa cab, you would know the difference. I was, uh, it, it was unbelievably uh, good. It's the biggest Super takeaway from everyone. It's yeah. just like, it was great and it somehow was cheap. 
and but drew yeah, yeah. drew uh and this is something that i was able to figure out a few years back but drew absolutely unlocked the vacation cheat code and this yeah. sounds dumb <laughs> but like the most fun somehow you can have on vacation rent a boat for the day oh yes like he rented oh, a boat yeah. and went totally around in a boat we did that oh, down yes. in turks and caicos i said that was like one of the top five days of my life it's just ah, having a boat for the day on the Caribbean. easily one of the top five days of my life putting yeah. around on and the boat, exploring secret coves we found places you know rock cl cliff jumping do, do. Uh, you know sis you know, we found uh reefs to snorkel oh it was just absolutely ridiculous so so fun um so yeah that's enough of that back to work uh we got to pay the bills andy it's fine thursday 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 night yeah uh we, and i guess real quick stepping back uh slate's kind of good-ish this week relative to the last two we got some better games, right? Crazy. This is this is a good week outside of, and I get it. You don't have to explain to me that Jets Chiefs was going to be a different kind of game, but it is <laughs> hilarious that we're getting, um, you know, that as a primetime game now. It's funny, and I've just seen not to exacerbate this and make it worse. Something I just complained about, but it just pointed out that Taylor Swift will be at the game. Not that the Chiefs are a bad team; they're one of the best teams in the league. But she's going to have a very unrealistic expectation of, you know, like she, they're going to play the, you know, the Bears and the Jets. And, and then she's going to get to like one of these games where they have to play a good team and not understand why yeah. her boyfriend isn't winning by 40 points in yeah. the third quarter. She's going to be like, oh, I get it. This is like Alabama football, right? Oh, yeah. This is, this is easy. We just this pick, is, we just beat the, beat the heck out of uh, these, these, uh, you know, Division two programs. Yeah, we're playing the um, Citadel this week. <laughs> but okay. no, it, it is a good week. Uh, there are some decent games, some primetime games. Uh, the biggest shame, obviously, is that uh, Dolphins Bills is not a primetime game. Still, what a fucking banger to hit right away at noon. You got Ryder Cup starting uh, at like 6 a.m. Central. We time. got a London, you got a London game. game at the same yeah. time. You got a London game Toy Story version. It is, it's, it's, a banger and last week before we get into the bias so last full last slate before we go into bias for nine weeks okay well, let's get into it with thursday night football in a game that uh harkens us back andy to the final game of the regular season in 2022 where the detroit lions uh were um welcomed into the friendly confines of lambeau uh, for the Packers effort efforting to get the seventh seed in the playoffs. And uh, it turned out, no, uh, that was Aaron Rodgers last game in green Bay. Um, and uh, it was maybe the last full game he plays as a professional football player, but that's a different story. Um, all said and done. The, uh, the lions uh, went into Lambeau, they took care of business and uh, they kept the Packers out of the playoffs. It was an inspired effort. It was a great game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and I think it actually proved not just in that contest, but the two contests you saw with the Lions and the Packers last year. That this is Lions team matches up pretty well with the Packers to the tune of now they are favored in Lambeau. Um, kind of insane, I guess. Uh, has I can't imagine last time that's happened. It has to be quite a while. But whatever the case is, you have road chalk here with Detroit uh, in division. Um, and I mean, I get it, uh, but I think the name of the handicap here comes down to health of these two respective squads. Um, my two cents is that the Lions offense and some of the clunkiness you saw with them against the Falcons is due to uh, injuries and ineffectiveness of a couple of the really important players in that offensive line. 
Um, and two of those guys aren't going to be playing. Andy, the left guard, starting right guard and right tackle, uh, both out for this contest. So you will be backfilling there. Uh, could be backfilling with Taylor Decker, who's a good player, but is still uh, a replacement right tackle. Um, and so there's going to be a little bit of disruption in the strength of the Lions offense on the offensive line. Uh, CJ GJ remains out. Um, and the Packers, the reinforcements are coming. Uh, Watson will be available by the looks of it. Probably going to see um, Aaron Jones go. Those guys matter for sure. But here's my point, Andy. When you have a short week, what's important is that you get your game plan figured out the week before. And I wonder what the Packers were thinking in terms of game planning, not really knowing if these guys were going to be available. I wonder if there are game-specific wrinkles that involve Aaron Jones or if they had to kind of come up with a plan A that was A.J. Dillon-based. Um, and uh, I wonder if, you know, what and how they ultimately intend to use Watson or if they're going to kind of bring him along more slowly. I mean, the guys that were backfilling for Watson playing really well. Um, so it's it's not like... This is a huge game changer, in my opinion, in terms of how to rate the uh, Packers offense. All this said, I think the key takeaways of player availability, short week, all of this is leaning me in the direction of making a play on the under. Uh, 46 is where we're looking at right now. Do you think that this goes to 47 once we get confirmation that Jones is playing and some of these wide receiver skill position groups are going to be out there? I was just going to say, I lean a little towards the under here just because of the short week prep and the familiar, excuse me, the familiarity and the matchup for the Lions defense was not good, but this is a fair matchup. Their pass rush looked okay. Uh, granted, Ritter is probably, you know, the cause of some of those sacks that he incurred rather than the offensive line. It's not a good protection unit either, but the Packers are missing some people up front. Those, I mean, they've already, Jenkins and Bakhtiar ruled out already. Uh, if they pressure him, then you're not going to be able to take advantage of the fact that CJGJ is gone and some of the other pieces back there aren't very good. If Watson goes, if Aaron Jones goes, expect, I suppose, some Packers money and some over money. And I think you can probably, you know, at that point, if you still want, can get a better number on this under. I lean that way. And I also, I'm showing value on the Packers here against the spread. I make this, a, I make this like a yeah. pick them with a, like, basically I have Packers about a quarter point better here. Short week, and I, I do wonder, and somebody else pointed this out. I can't remember who said it, but they said that maybe with the short week, they said with Watson and some of these guys, Aaron Jones, let's just hold them out versus the Saints, do what we can, and get them back for the really important divisional game we have coming up next. Because honestly, all the division games are important, but the mm -hmm. two against the Lions are going to be massive. Massive. These yeah. teams are very close to each other. They're going to come down to it at the end for who wins this division. Yes. This is probably, you know, two acts as important as the Saints game, which they somehow eked out. And you guys are you guys are beating me to the lead. The play, you know, I'm going to have this in a bunch of teasers. Okay. I lean towards the under. I lean towards the Packers. I'm getting plus two. I'm going to put some teasers together in the morning with some weekend legs that I like. This is a, a great teaser. And you know what? I'll say it right now. If it, if it's announced, we get to like the 90, 120 before the game, and they say Jones in, full go, Watson in, full go, Jair Alexander in, full go. I'll have a small bet on the Packers money line. Okay. Even if that, even if at that point it's moved to a pick and I have to take a worse number, yeah. I would bet them minus two with those three in. 
I think I, we're actually talking ourselves into some bets here. I was not, I, I hate no. betting Thursday. I hate betting Thursday night football. I don't I, like that, it. It's I, such a bad here. feeling to be like you know down money on a Thursday, waiting awful. for the weekend to recoup. Especially because, least, especially because yeah. there's an there's just whiffs of chaos with Thursday night football every single time. Like there's yeah. always crazy shit that happens. Um, but I think this was I was staring at this as Packers or pass. Um, the idea of golf on the road with an offensive line that's not fully healthy, I think, is is a red flag uh, for the Lions scoring points here. And if the Packers' offense is clicking, if they have some special stuff in their back pocket uh, that they've been waiting for this to deploy, um, then uh, then go go for it. Uh, is uh, is Jordan Love good? It's tough to tell. You know, it was always going to be he's stepping in as the the new starter, and that's going to be difficult to begin with. You know, they they had a new OC as of last year mm-hmm. with uh, Getzi moving to Chicago. I know it's LaFleur's offense, but there, there's been turnover, and he's working with so many young players uh, stepping in like this. And then, you know, Watson is the one, and to miss him for the first couple games was, you know, that makes this more difficult. Missing some offensive linemen makes it more difficult. And Aaron, above all, Aaron Jones, because Aaron Jones is such an efficient runner, and they just. They deploy him in all the best ways. Like yes, you true. watched him in that first game. It's like every time he touched the ball, it's like that was uh, that was a really good play call. And what, <laughs> it's not just like his yeah. you know, skill. He's not making. I'm not saying he's bad, but it's not like 100 his skill and you know uh, ability that's making those plays happen. They're just all such good play calls. When they have him in, the offense is just much more efficient. It's much more efficient on third down. I mean, that's kind of kind of what held them back against the Lions, the Falcons in the second half. If they could have yeah. just got one drive that, you know, was able to extend at any point, because we've talked about this, the Falcons aren't going to be a good team mm-hmm. from behind. The only way that's going to work out is if you just go like five straight drives that don't go anywhere. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think uh, I, I have kind of, uh, you know, just general hopefulness that Eric Jones, that, uh, that, Jordan Love will be good. Uh, he definitely right now is kind of going through the growing pains of being a first-year starter, which he is. So, surprise. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, well, we do have a – before we go on this one. Oh, yeah. Do we have a profit exchange market? We have a profit exchange market for this profit one. I'll have, Dan, I'll have Dan pull it up. If you are in New Jersey, you can find this under your Be the House. We made this bet. I almost wanted to throw a handicap on this, but I think – I think you can take a dog price on Musgrave here if you do like it. Laporte has been very good, but we just went head to head rookie rookie tight ends because these are two of my. Uh, there's so many good young tight ends now. There's so many good young tight ends, but outside of Kincaid, these are my two favorites. So the the market will be Musgrave yards versus Laporte yards in this one. We'll have one for the Sunday night game too, but uh, yeah, you can go put you can go put money in this liquidity market into this uh into this pool liquidity pool and essentially pay almost no vague at this point so the deep we're gonna have a fun one for this one and we're gonna have a fun one for a sunday night as well the deep dive uh discord guys will remember from the draft there was uh there was some pretty uh pretty excited folks myself included when uh Laporta was named the second uh, tight end off the board, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because it was always just like Meyer and Michael Kincaid, Meyer. You know? Yeah, he just beat out Meyer, and uh, uh, Musgrave was te four. Uh, and so far, both of those guys are better than Kincaid. So, and Meyer, have we haven't heard much? That was about two months before the draft. 
there was like people, Meyer's not getting out of the top 15. He's a new, new, you know, he's the Notre Dame tight end. He's the best tight end of the board. And then boy, he's, he sure slid and maybe yeah. his situation isn't doing him much favors, but yeah, Sam Laporta, that was a fun one on draft day. Let's get into Sunday's word, Sunday's word, Sunday's games. Yeah. You want to, <sighs> you want to, okay. Before we get, yeah, go, uh, this is uh, London, England, uh, Wembley stadium. Uh, Jaguars home away from home. Yeah. Are you, so, you know, I have my home field for every team and it adjusts based on this, that, and the other thing. Not a lot, but obviously you have a London game. You have to take away that. But I went back and looked at it. I'm like, I should give them a couple tenths of a point here, right? This is like their home away from home. They understand this travel better than anyone. I didn't want to like go give them a half point for a, a neutral game, but I didn't take away all their home field advantage. So uh, the Falcons have, I think the Falcons did this trip a few years back. Everybody, it seems, I think everyone has done the London trip now. And the Jags are really, really difficult for me to kind of wrap my head around because we always expected the offensive line to struggle. We didn't think they had enough pieces for this defense to take a step forward. But, you know, this was Trevor's good. We needed a star receiver. Ridley's good. They have two good running backs. They have other pieces. They have a tight end. This offense should click. We have offensive, you know, minds here. We have an offensive facing head coach. It's it should be something that works out. And like if the bottom falls out on this team, it's because the offense stops working. And I was willing to forgive it against the Kansas City Chiefs. They have some players. They have some good players. We've gotten some pass rush back there. You have some good linebackers. Honestly, that whole defense is one of the defenses I've moved up the most this year, like the Kansas city chiefs just played a really, really good game on defense. And I was willing to forgive a little, but like that first half last week against uh, what was, I mean, what was the biggest story for that game was all the secondary pieces for Houston are hurt. Like they weren't good pieces to start with and a bunch of them got hurt. This should be easier for the Jaguars. And we saw just bump kiss from them. It was it was it was kind of a rough hang, honestly. I bet a minus seven. I don't think they led during the game. It was it was all Houston money. It was rewarded. Obviously, you know, CJ Stroud was good, but like uh, I think an even bigger story is just how disappointing the Jaguars' offense was. I don't know what have you what have you done with them as far as how you rate this offense this year. I really don't know, man. <laughs> I'm I've gone back and forth on this nine hundred times. Um, part of it is my priors, and whether or not I want to abandon those, because you know through three three game sample, there is obviously information. There's obviously information, but it's fraught, right? Like, um, you can just do if you just go to like runningbackstonematter.com rb yep rbsdm.com and you look at some of the quarterback metrics and you start to exclude turnovers you look at some of the team metrics you exclude turnovers and it really really changes perspective on offenses and defenses right now because there's been a huge disparity um, in terms of who's actually come away with takeaways so far 
Um, and some of that is noisy. I mean, it's really noisy. We know this. Like, you know, over the balance of the season, there's going to be, uh, you know, some games where the offense just clicks and everybody does their job and no, there are no turnovers. And then there's these other instances where, um, you know, things just go pear shaped. So it's, to me, I don't see any real issues with the play calling. To me, I don't see any real issues with Trevor Lawrence's quality of play. To me, I think the supporting cast is being a hair misused in terms of who's actually being asked to do what. Like, I would like to see maybe a little bit more reliance on your wide receiver two, Christian Kirk, who should be matched up in a positive sense against CB2s and safeties. And you're paying that guy a lot of money anyway. And we know he is like talented. So I don't exactly get why. You know, you're you're going so far down the chart in terms of who's being utilized. I also don't really think that you have a good sense of, um, you know, just uh, like who they are because the the high leverage stuff that hasn't gone their way, like the fumble in week one, interception, tipped interception in week one, uh, the drops last week, um, the uh, the you know incomplete passes just out of the back of the end zone, like you know that that kind of stuff is noisy and won't be long term impacting their ability to score into the twenties week in week out. Um, not that that was going to be enough to win last week anyway. Um, yeah. So it's you know to me at least I think forty three and a half probably looking at a, a little and minus three you're probably looking at a little bit of a buy low here on the panthers off i mean on the jacks on the jaguars offense um and i'm not really in a big rush because it may not take till later in the season until they really find their full form because part of the other issue at stake is they're you know that the offensive line uh was thin coming into the season based on injury and uh suspension and, you know, once we get to the middle end of the season, they'll be presumably more fully intact. Playing with a positive game state obviously helps them as well, makes them a little bit more balanced, a little bit less reliant on must throw. Uh, when you're must throw and your offensive line has clear holes, you get sacked <laughs> you're, you're under pressure and you're forced to get the ball out of your hands more quickly. Maybe you're not getting through your progression. Maybe you're you know, keyed on the wrong guy in terms of who you're trying to force the ball to. So um, I don't think that long-term there's any real warning signs here for the Jaguars in terms of reaching their potential offensively. Uh, what's a greater, you know, greater concern is just you don't really have a ton of time to figure it out. You got to win this game. Like this is a little bit, this is, you know, the one in three does not put you out of the running for the FC South. Certainly like, you know, but it, it doesn't help. Uh, you know, this is, you know, you have more lively, I think young teams competing for this title than we, you know, than collective, the collective expected Houston's got a live arm and quarterback uh, and a couple of good receivers. Um, Indy's got uh, a live, you know, set of legs uh, and uh, uh, a better offensive line and a better defense, maybe than we realized heading into the season. So I think it's, you know, the gap is smaller between you and your, um, you know, your your major competitors here. So you need this one pretty badly. Um, the Falcons' defense, I think, is what we thought they could be to the good, but maybe not quite as good as their records has, you know, shown to this point. Um, beneficiaries of some fortunate stuff injury wise and situation wise in the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, 
you know, they did well last week. But again, I think that was in part because some of the injuries that Detroit was facing with. But um, so I think uh, ultimately this is a decent buy low in the Jaguars from a scoring output standpoint. And if I had to play the game in any way, shape or form, it would be Jaguars team total over because uh, I think I think they could pop a little bit here. Um, yeah. And it's important, this being a London game, Andy, that we remind the folks of the um, uh, the classic uh, saying uh, when it comes to handicapping totals the total here? Uh, in London. And that is, if in Wembley game is played, bet the over, you'll get paid. If in Twickenham instead, bet the understand bed. Um, I don't they, know they how. Yeah, they don't it's play Twickenham Tottenham anymore. I, I think Tottenham is neutral, so you can't really We need really to add use a second the, verse for yeah. Berlin and Mexico City <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yes, um, yes. But uh, this is Wembley. And for whatever reason, like the sight lines, the, the pomp and circumstance, the field itself is fast. Who knows? Um, but whatever the case is, um, uh, the proverb says, bet the over. Uh, it's a low total. Uh, I get it. The Falcons might not contribute much, but that just makes me want to isolate the Jags here. Secret pop play potential Jags over. Maybe uh, my numbers lean Falcons ever so slightly. I don't have a huge difference between these teams right now. The The reason I won't be playing that is matchup based and I probably won't have any money on this game unless there's some banger props that someone finds for me and says, Hey, this is a banger prop. You should play this. And I do. But the biggest question I want to answer is if this Jags run defense is actually decent. I mean, they're grading out well in like EPA per play and some of the grading services. But if you go look at the three defense or the three running offenses they've played, they were all kind of below averages where I had them to start the season and they're all grading out well below average or at best average. So it's one of those where, hey, the run defense looks a little better than we thought. Yeah, they haven't played any good running teams, so. And I, I obviously this is like the real litmus for that is a team that can run at you six different ways is going to run at you. You know it. They know it. The whole world, even the Brits know it. They're going to run the ball a bunch. If they're going to struggle, then I, you know, then this defense is major league downgraded to maybe even lower than we started with. And then I really, really need this offense to find its way, which again, if we rely on the priors, I'm not burying them yet, but I did have to downgrade it a little of just two straight weeks of that. And granted yeah. road, yeah. road games. And it's, it's another, it's a tough stretch travel wise too. I mean, you had some, you had some road games, you had this and yeah. I, I know they're familiar with it, but yeah. And then obviously the other side of the coin is, you know, the, what's the thing they like to say on TV? Oh, did, you know, did this team solve the other team's offense? Did they lay out a roadmap? Is there a, a blueprint now for beating the Falcons, hmm. which was always like, Hey, pressure Ritter and make him be a better quarterback than he is. And he's not going to do it. He's not good. Mm-hmm. So like if they are able to get some pressure up front, this is uh this could be ugly at, at times for the for the Falcons offense. I, I don't think I really want to play this game much at all. I want to watch it. Yeah, that I'm I'm starting to talk myself more into this over. Uh and not just because of the wise proverb of old of yield and time. Um, but the uh the major downgrade for the Jaguars based on what we've seen so far this season and really particularly last week was they got no pressure. And that was against a bad, bad pass pro with a bunch of injured offensive linemen. Like if you can't generate pass, you know, pr- you know, pressure in that situation, then I don't know that you're going to make Ritter look good. 
yeah, yeah, you could, we could see, we could see a very, you know, it, it could, this could be a very, a lot of eyeballs on this game. It's a standalone deal, like a big takeaway out of this one. It could, could be, wow, Ritter was slinging it. Like, you know, Ritter, Ritter just sucks in America. He's European a, well, yeah. Ritter, like, yeah. European Ritter's a stud. Um, yeah. No, no, I, 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 I think there's I, a, like, it, there's a there. There's a there, there. Yeah. If I were going to play this, and I know it's sometimes it's hard, but we had this conversation with Atlanta last year when I kept backing them, like, oh, they can't cover four games in a row. That's some, why not? Like, maybe they just haven't adjusted enough. Maybe this is a good matchup. They covered like six games in a row. I remember people were like, oh, you can't bet them to cover after five. I'm like, I like the matchup. I think the number's wrong. I'm going to bet them again. And it's another one of those where, hey, the Jaguars had two really bad games in a row. Maybe they've reached the, you know, the low point in their market and we should be stop betting against them. But if I were to bet on this game, it would be like Falcons minus seven and a half or Falcons mm. minus three and a half. Because like you said, if the pass rush doesn't get home and Ritter has time, he can be serviceable within the Arthur Smith offense. And I really do wonder if this team is actually good at stopping the run because Bichon is very, very good. Like when, when he has space and they get him used, you know, as many times as they need, they, they should be using him. He's very good. So this is a, yeah, this is an interesting game that I, I might have some just fun little alts on then. I'm talking myself into, I'm probably going to end up playing the over here. Uh, in some way, look ahead was forty five and a half. It came down a little, but yeah, because yeah, it's, it's like, a, like a, a Falcons, like a, a Falcons uh, positive game state. Man, that is good for Jaguars to come back and answer, right? Like I, I think this sets, I think this sets up well for a relatively higher scoring contest. And uh, if the Falcons get to twenty, I think this is going over forty three and a half. But- so. Yeah, let's look. Let's look. Let's uh, let's, let's let it marinate. But I'm I'm probably playing the over Sunday morning. Here's a, here's another game I probably won't bet, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm you know we'll watch every second of. Um, how do you treat a team like the Dolphins who, like I upgraded them two weeks in a row in the power ratings, completely based on just offensive efficiency. You can't even even look at the second half. You look at some of those second half replays of the touchdowns. There are guys just straight up not even trying for Denver. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 the game state had gotten so far out of hand. It's not even worth watching some of that. They were still right. using decent plays. But, you know, just everything they did. We talk about the the chess game, the cat and mouse that goes on from year to year. And then you have it from game to game. And then obviously the in-game and halftime adjustments. McDaniel seems to kind of have a grip on that because – I mean, even in-game, when they started to change coverages to take away some of those problematic deep threats, they would just hit other guys underneath. Like, <laughs> you get beat up by River Craycraft and stuff like that. I mean, it, we've shown that this Denver defense was way worse. They took way big steps back from where we were at last year. And they've had some injuries as well. But, I mean, at the same time, they just they made them quit. They made them look silly. This should have been a primetime game. Uh, the Bills have looked very good on offense the last two weeks after that first week hiccup with all the YOLO balls and the four interceptions. I don't think Josh has thrown one since. He's looked incredibly efi- efficient. Uh, hard to judge that game as well, though, because their defense played so well, uh, harassing Howell, and Howell made some very bad decisions. So the Bills had a ton of short fields. 
and that that creates multiple problems. It's like how do you grade a defense that's always playing with the drive starting within field goal range because they have to play that differently? And then how do you grade the Bills' offense when they're just given all these gifts? That said, the play calling and the execution and the efficiency still looked really good. Like this total, I, I mean, if it got back to fifty six, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like aghast. I wouldn't be clutching pearls because <laughs> that that is the thing. I don't even going. have I, any pearls, so I definitely I have, won't be clutching any. I actually have Miami slightly under Philly right now in my in my ratings. Not okay. by very much, but they're fifth. Okay. And it just okay. made me it made me laugh. I'm like, this team scored 70 points. I have worse than four teams. It's not by a lot, but this defense could hold this team back against a team who can actually do something to stop this crazy offense that we've seen rolled out. Because um, this defense is not good. And I know they're missing, uh, you know, a, a very important piece of corner that uh, was supposed to fix some things, but... Mm-hmm. It's been easy when they're in game states like that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Chargers game wasn't easy. Like, you know, or excuse yeah. me, the, uh, what game am I trying to think of? I had this, I have a note on Miami. Uh, let me find this. But like, the, it's the same thing we say, like the game state for like last week, how do you even, how do you even judge how that defense was? Yeah, yes, yeah, the Chargers game week one. I mean that took some that took some charging. The offense still looked good, but that defense kind of kept the Chargers in there. So correct, correct. No, that that the Miami def- rush defense in particular got absolutely gashed in that one. Um, I feel like you're burying the lead, man. Um, this is the much anticipated head to head between the co favorites for comeback player of the year. <laughs> Demar Hamlin and Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, a weird market. I don't. Uh, I'm being facetious, of course. Uh, I have my opinions on that, but we can save those for another day. Um, no, this is uh, the real the lead here, and I think the framing for this game is this is a massive, massive prove it game for the Bills. Yeah, this is a prove it game. The Bills' offense through three weeks. If you look solely at scoring output, yeah, they went against the Mighty Jets and they didn't look great. Josh Allen turned the ball over too much. Surprise. Then they bounced back against the Raiders and then they throttled the Commanders. You dig in a little bit and it wasn't like super duper convincing that the Bills are all the way there offensively yet. This is a prove-it game because they outman the Dolphins defense by a lot. And if the Bills are not capable of getting into the 30s here, then they're in trouble. This is also a huge prove-it game for the Bills' defense. The Bills' defense was the best defense in football last week. They were unbe- They were everywhere in that game against the Commanders. Yeah, like like I said, there were gifts, but they they did things to make those gifts. Like the the pressure is a big part of why we saw some of those turnovers. Like they were. Very good. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is a this is you know the Dolphins are going to face a good offense that's finding itself. Yeah, a defense that you know might have something to to slow this down. The right. Defense with uh Sands Leslie Frazier has looked better. Yeah. They, they they didn't. It's not like they gave up a lot versus the Jets, man. And yeah. They just turned the ball over a million times, and and they should have, you know, they should have just scored thirty points there and won that game. This is a very good team, and it what the amazing thing is. And I wrote this down today. 
So the Dolphins are the leaders in like every award market. Even uh, Shane is like fifth favorite for offensive rookie of the year now. Like he just jumped yeah. out of out of nowhere. They have all these favorites for every offensive category and coach of the year. They may not be favored to win their division on Monday. Yeah, it's possible. If if they lose yeah. this game and it's they'd be down a game in the tiebreaker, I mean, you kind of got to make it about a pick them. Yeah. No, this is this is an early season prove it game for the Bills on both sides of the ball. Um, we will learn if the defense is actually good. Uh, Personnel wise, on paper, beginning of the season, I was like clearly a top five unit. Uh, there were signs in week one that spooked me, um, but boy oh boy, last week did they look like they're starting to get into you know absolute regular season form um, and hitting their stride, so to speak. Uh, and, uh, and then the offense, like it hasn't been super, super clean under this sort of new concept where they want to run more heavy stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I will say that the rushing attack they got, got from cook, particularly last week was notably improved from what we would have seen in years past from bills. Right. And they just like, didn't care to have like a good running attack for like, three yeah. Years. Like think if you think in the years, what was the final score last week? 37, three or something. Yeah. But in years past, the bills have a lot of those type of scores, 37, three. And you know what the characteristics of those games were? They got a lead and they didn't stop their own. And they just bury teams with offensive. Yeah, they they don't like to do the run the ball and burn the clock because they just no. It's like they have this disdain for having a running. That's game. right. This this outcome against the Commanders was very different, thirty-seven to three, than the uh, the typical Bills blowouts, which was they let the defense do a lot of the work and they yeah, one got of, the running one game defensive going. touchdown in there. <laughs> yeah, they got the running game going, and it's like okay, well. Uh, you know, I noticed this type type of stuff is like, this is what you want to be and you're starting to get there. And I think, um, you know, if you get a win against the Dolphins, because the Dolphins right now are crowned best because of, the, you know, they're three and oh, and they did the, the third win in such spectacular fashion. People are kind of right now considering them like the team to beat. And if the Bills beat them, then the Bills will kind of take over the uh, kind of mantle as, oh, now they're the team to beat. Because that's the way that the kind of you know lowest common denominator talking head uh, news cycle tends to go. And yeah. I, but I do think that the market will overreact. It'll make the you know if the Bills win, right, win at all, then I think yeah. they're probably you're probably waking up to them as either co-favorites or favorites to win the Super Bowl. I think they're going to be favorites to win the AFC, um, and I think they'll definitely be favorites to win the AFC East. So this is kind of last chance to get on the bills train. If you're ever going to get on it this season, I think. Um, and you know, that that's in part because I think the, the line is correct. The bills ought to be favored here. And I do think the bills will win this game. I think, um, I do think that the defense is good enough to keep the dolphins into the twenties. I think the dolphins are dealing with a couple injuries and a couple of, uh, you know, kind of not perfect fits in terms of what they want to do, uh, and how they match up with the bills that have to be answered. And I think, uh, I think the Bills' offense is going to have themselves a day at home uh, in this contest. So decent spot here for the Bills. Um, not haven't really talked about this. Hasn't really been mentioned. This is the Dolphins' now third roadie in four weeks. Uh, a lot of travel for this yeah. team coming off of a really impressive win. Obviously, um, I do. I just I 
I think this is probably where uh, where the Bills get them. Round Round Earth guy beat me to it. I was just about to bring this up, and I hacked. I was just <laughs> scrolling back to figure out who said it. But yeah, Dennis in the yeah. deep dive DJ's Discord mentioned Josh Allen rushing over. Definitely, he does scamper more in high leverage games. He will go get that first down by himself. I like that prop. Um, this is sitting two and a half some places. I know the total is awful high, and that scares people off a a teaser. But I'm gonna use it. They're a very good team. They just scored mm-hmm. 70 points. This offense is good. I, I know this is a big test. It's on the road, but uh, yeah. keeping keeping this game close doesn't feel – I know it's Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so real quick, uh, Charles Saul makes a comment. If they lose this, then then it's time to get on the Bills train. Uh-uh, because that will be now two divisional losses. Getting to the one seed is now a, a little bit of a hairy proposition for this team. Yeah, I uh, the, the Jets was a divisional I'm loss. Not, I'm, and I'm not saying that it won't be time. There won't be a time to get on the train. You could, But I'm just saying that their path through the AFC is going to be so hellacious if they go in as a wild card that if you really do love the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. You probably play it game by game. Game by game. You're going to get a better number than you're going to ever get really betting into them. Because, like, like realistically, Dolphins win this. This this is a super high leverage game for the Dolphins, too. We haven't even really talked much about them. But the the Dolphins win this one, then they are in the driver's seat for the one seat. Oh, yeah. Big time driver's seat. This is a driver's seat. Excuse me, driver's seat game. This is the driver's seat game. I got too excited about that. All right, um, is the driver's seat game? Yeah, not. It's not going to be high on my teaser rank list, but I will have it in at least one or two. Uh, Minnesota, Carolina is when I played early in the week, and it was funny today as we basically announced that you got your starting quarterback back. Um, he will play this week. You won't have to use your backup anymore. And the line didn't move side nor total. It just kind of sat there 45 and a half, 46 throughout the market. The Vikings have been bet out at most places to three and a half. <sighs> I like that. Look, this is a Vikings alts. This is a Vikings team, total Vikings team, total alts. This is a Vikings score 45 points. If they don't turn the ball over all kind of game. This is just a dream matchup. I mean, as you saw that Seattle game progress, they went in with a couple injuries last week, the the Carolina Panthers. I had them. I wasn't feeling great about it. Basically, and I I didn't say this out loud anywhere, but like as long as they don't have any more injuries, like this is, it's still (laughs) enough to like slow down. And then they had like four injuries. Yeah. Luvu and Wood. Add add Luvu and Woods to the next. Xavier Xavier Woods. So beat up. Xavier Woods is like, he will miss some time. Yeah. Not day to day. Like he's missing multiple weeks, according to Reich. Uh, Cornerback Henderson, he was limited today. Luvu did not practice today. Um, Mingo was a don't do not practice the wide receiver. Do not practice. Do not resuscitate. Did not practice. <laughs> um, I think he. I think he actually goes. I'm not so sure on that, but I did play this over, and I'll probably have some small bets and like Vikings offensive props mm-hmm. because this is even on the road. This is going to be a. I mean, we saw what they did against the Chargers. And, it, and we saw what they did against Tampa, who's a much better defense than this. Like, if they don't turn the ball over and over and over, 
This team just drops 35 every week. This is a crazy good offense. Even without a real, like, any sort of semblance of a running game at times. Like, Addison's a, Addison's a threat. Osborne's good. And obviously, you have the offensive player of the year from last year. You have a good tight end. And Kirk has been fine. Like, the, some of those picks, not 100% his fault. Obviously, the fumbles have been very troublesome. I don't know if they're greasing up the ball. But yeah, just this is one of these. Uh, this is one of these games where we're having stupid conversations next like oh the vikings live to win the north after they score like 51 on a team that's missing four starters from their defense and wasn't you know super good to begin with so i'm uh, my hope here is that bryce young can do something this week and help do you think this closes in like four or five six range? this is a good question from either half like let's say the vikings didn't screw up at the, the end of yeah, the Chargers that's where I, yeah, right. If the Vikings didn't lose to, and granted, I had the six with Tampa, and I believe that was the right number, but I felt very that fortunate to get won. that money line. Like the Vikings yeah. should have won that game. If the Vikings are two and one, they could have yeah, beat the Eagles too, man. They they honestly they hung with the Eagles at times. That was a much tougher game, but yeah, if they're if they're a two and one team and they hadn't had like nine turnovers ready, this might be like a six. Yeah, I think it may go to six, honestly. Uh, and yeah, like, the look ahead on this if, was two and a half. Some people just snagged yeah. this last week. Yeah, if uh, if Bryce Young goes, I played the over two. I don't feel super about it anymore because I thought I'm we fine. were going to get another. I, I, I would have rather had Dalton. Yes. Yeah, if if it's the surprise Dalton game, hell of freaking Luya. I think this goes to forty-seven. Then yeah, then um, we're at ladders. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, Dalton, Dalton, and Thielen had like a good connection. Yes, because they're vets. They know what they're yeah. doing. Uh, yes. Um, game moves slow for Dalton, even though he's not like the yeah, most. Hopefully talented. they do use Sanders quite a yeah. bit. He's been decent this year, and this is a defense you definitely can run on as well. Yeah, right. I was I would say so too. So all right, I got an over. I don't have much to add. I think your breakdown was spot on, and uh someone presumably will win uh this game and probably gonna be the Vikings. Um Yikes. The double shower fart game. The double shower fart. The, my, uh, my own, I don't wow. have a lot of breakdown on this. My only question is, are we going to get there and the grass is going to be like six and a half inches long because they had all their lawnmowers stolen? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, like, this is this is something. They let this it grow is, long anyway. I know they they that was always the joke. They've let it grow they long. Let, like they when, they, when, when, yeah. when Barry Sanders would come to town, the grass yeah. would be four inches tall to slow him down. <laughs> but um I wrote this and these were you know downgrade teams in the newsletter today, and I made just like real quick notes on my others downgraded, and I just wrote uh something like the Bears have a chance to get the offense going against a bad defense. And then the next line says the Broncos have a chance to get this offense going against a bad defense. <laughs> like this either goes over by a bunch or it's just so full of gaffes, turnovers. Um remember the eighties uh, when the yeah. NFL films would put out the football follies. Football fill, <laughs> fill a whole VHS tape with football follies. This this is not a game I'm excited to bet. I, I should see what my numbers make this. Um I, I show value on yeah. the Bears at this number, which is not something I really want to do based on, you know, it was almost a, a regression. Fields is worse than last year. Yeah, he looks he has, so. he has a wide receiver one. We have added pieces. And, you know, the, the big part of another thing that's going to keep me away from playing the Bears here is definitely all the injuries to the secondary. This wasn't going to be a very good defense. 
This was a, a weird rebuild where they brought in some high-end linebackers to fix problems that aren't fixed by linebackers. And now you have, you know, the Eddie Jackson, you have the Jaquan Brisker, the Jalen Johnson, Gordon was already on the IR. Uh, Blackwell is not practicing. I think Stevenson. So Stevenson of, out of like the five or six guys, who's the only one that got a full practice. Like so just another week of being down like four or five starters in the defensive secondary. You actually have, uh, you know, some glimpses of good Wilson at time. Mims is a problem. He's fast as hell. Uh, Jude, I think Judy was limited today. There were some, uh, my Denver notes, uh, you know, the, the Simmons injury, the flank cart, Frank Clark did not practice today. Jewel, Jesse Jewel did not practice today. Judy was limited. I think he goes, but I like, are we that down on these offenses that we're not willing to bet this over 46 with like seven important defensive players out and no team really giving a fuck? Like, are we slinging it a little here? So I, I'm going to watch this early and I'm going to probably live bet it. If, if there's some indication we have some live offenses and they're calling it a little differently in Chicago. But, I mean, there's so many players that are hurt or missing for these defenses. If if we'd seen anything from Fields at this point, you'd feel like this is up over 48. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the line is telling you everything, where the terrible Broncos are three-and-a-half-point road favorites here. And I think that speaks to the fact that they have a better coach and the coach presumably – and, you know, some locker room leaders that could presumably get that team to – give you something and if the defense shows up and gives you anything then bears might not contribute much uh i won a bears over this year week two against the bron uh, against the buccaneers and that ended up being super fortuitous like i didn't really even realize you needed the pick six yeah i didn't watch that game if there was a pick six that wasn't going over um and i think in general like I, that was kind of the last like oh i I'll just go ahead and not bet any more bears overs. We can just we can just walk away from this team for a little bit, and uh, uh, and that's where I wonder too. With if Jewel, who's their leading tackler, if he's hurt, if Frank Clark is not playing again, um, Justin Simmons, is it that he, Simmons, Simmons matters a lot. That Simmons is a start. I mean, that's a starting safety and two starting linebackers. Like if those guys are out, Fields runs rushing props. If, if you see him starting yeah. to run, maybe get on those lives. Like I would, I'd unleash him. If they're going to be missing all these people that can jam up the box. Like, yeah, I would, uh, I can't, I, I can't. I, yeah. I hope it's, it, I hope it's surprising and entertaining. I can't get involved. Presumably we're going to have another team get their first win of the season though, as we have two Oh, and three teams facing off, uh, which will leave us two teams and this winless column. Uh, and market thinks that is going to be Carolina and Chicago, who ironically, Chicago gets both of their first round picks next year. Um, so there's a glimmer of hope for you guys. Um, that'll be a that'll be that'll what if the Bears be, score that'll seventy. That'll probably be mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> if the Bears hey. score seventy points, I will take a pile of dirt. I will put it between two pieces of bread, and I will eat it live on the air tomorrow. <laughs> Or Monday, or whatever after the Bears game, I will eat a dirt sandwich. <laughs> if they score 70? 70. It doesn't mm. even have to be exactly 70. They can, can we, score more. Can we negotiate some other type of sandwich for like another awesome threshold of points? 
I'll just have a liverwurst sandwich if they win. I like liverwurst. Ooh, okay. Something Chicago. Um, the uh, the it, you know we went and we went back in time to the historical uh, into the vaults to talk about the last time a team scored seventy point seventy plus points, and it was November twenty seventh, nineteen sixty six, when the Washington Redskins scored seventy two points against the New York Giants, who scored forty one in that game. Uh, and we talked about what the Redskins did after. Uh, we did not talk about what the uh, the Giants did after uh, that. Uh, and uh, it was not good. Uh, they conceded yeah. 49 points to the Cleveland Browns the next week. <laughs> so uh, if the Bears score 49 on the Broncos, then uh, that will be a little continuity through history. Let's move on to Baltimore-Cleveland, where we have a lot more to talk about. Um, Ravens, injuries, 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 and more injuries, although there was a tweet qualifying good news today as there were some guys who were back. It's good news, bad news. And (laughs) it it took, I think the reason it took several tweets, Drew, is because there's just so many people that were hurt for the Ravens, but like Gus Edwards not being in the concussion, you know, like looking like he's going to miss for the concussion he was evaluated for is huge because Justice Hill is, you know, not going and obviously they've lost running backs already but staley or stanley and linderbaum limited today that's a plus because that's nobody plus. else played i mean like obj bateman hamilton hill humphrey ajabo uh adolf all marcus, those guys marcus uh williams is back practice though i did not expect that that's, that's a bonus i thought he was dealing with a peck injury it was going to keep him out for a while um, so that was a bonus. For them. And then a s- sneaky one that popped up in the injury report, Watson popped on for the Browns with a shoulder injury that I guess I hadn't heard uh, about. Hunt did not practice for them today. Kareem Hunt, their new addition to the backfield. It sounds like the coach says he's going to be fine. He's going to play. And then Greg Newsom was like the only piece that was dinged up at all on this defense. He's a full go. So this defense – it's going to be a hundred percent ready to go. It is a home game against a team that's banged up on the offensive side, and they're doing historic shit at this point. Basically, like two red zone possessions total. What for the year? I think at this point, they're they're looking at just t- not letting anybody get first downs, third down conversions, getting barely out of their side of the field. Uh, Schwartz has shit figured out. Schwartz is gonna get a goddamn head coaching job next year. I think that's not horrible. crazy at all. Yeah, well, I don't I think he's see. a good. I don't think he's. A good, I think he's he just needs. A good ge- he just needs a generational player on the D line and a bunch of other good players that's fair. on the D line, and they'll be a good defense. Um, no, the uh, uh, Browns defense is number one in the NFL right now with a bullet. Uh, the Ravens offense missing some offensive linemen. I don't, I don't love that uh, potentially. But if they're at full strength and if uh, you know Lamar Jackson is doing his scramble routine uh, and Mark Andrews is out there catching, you know, catching balls, then the Ravens can score with these guys. And I think, I think this could be a pretty competitive game. Um, the real questions that I have, uh, Andy, and it has to be asked: Is there a, a little bit of Ewing theory potential with uh, Nick Chubb? Uh, no longer on the Browns. And what I mean by that is now that the kind of alpha like status the Saquon is, thing from years ago. Yeah, it's very clear. I mean, Deshaun Watson, this is your team, buddy. Like, you know, he played he played a heck of a lot. He played his best game. He played his best game as a Brown last week. It that's kind of undebatable, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted it came against the pass funnel that is the Titans. Uh, so there is a qualifier, but um 
you know, there is a chance that now that this is a less of a balanced approach and now this is potentially a pass first team with the ball being in his hands, that maybe he has, you know, his, his quality he looked, play. He looks better last week. Bit. So I don't, I haven't made any bets in the context of this commentary, um, but I am going to be watching this game carefully for evidence of that because, you know, a, a win here for the Browns, moving to three and one, and Watson all of a sudden being kind of in control of this team and running an offense that's league average, combined with the number one defense, and the Browns are absolutely running away with this division. Yeah, this was two weeks ago. This was looking like Baltimore had this. Like Burrow's yeah. hurt, the Steelers can't get anything hardly going. They won a game basically with defensive scores. That's not sustainable. Um, but they hadn't lost everybody. The entries left. I think the the, the Ravens were like plus one twenty, plus one ten to win the division a couple weeks ago. This is yeah. a this is gonna be a dogfight now. It always is, and yeah, I don't have a yeah. strong take. I know some people that like the Browns here, uh, based on entries. It makes sense. I don't hate this under. Um, I don't think what we see from Watson is what you're gonna get week in and week out. Like you said, Tennessee is just. Such an easy, such an easy team to make your passing offense look that much better. If they do go a little more pass first, though, uh, forty might be a little low, depending on what you get between now and Sunday for healthy players on this Ravens offense. Kind of a kind of a stay away game for me, but definitely going to be my secondary yeah. game outside of Bills at noon. Okay. Very cool. Uh, you know, the one other kind of funny note on the Browns is, you know how I was talking about, you know, a small sample size if you remove turnovers, blah, 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 blah. You go to the defensive EPA per play and you take turnovers away. The Browns actually move away from the uh, the pack yeah. on defense because they've yeah. only created one turnover so far. It is so, That is nuts, though, isn't unbelievable, it? Unbelievable. Everybody, they're not moving away from the pack like they're going out. Everybody else just kind of comes back down when you take away the credit they're getting for creating turnovers. So, uh, yeah, the Browns really are performing out of their minds so far this season on defense. And hat tip to Jim Schwartz for making it happen. Let's move on to Pittsburgh at Houston, which might actually be the least entertaining shower fartiest game of the week. I'm calling it, Andy. This might not be a good game. This is no. There's there's a decent chance this isn't a good game. <clears throat> T.J. Watt's very good. They've you know Hayward injury was bad. Uh, Minka being dinged up wasn't great, but. It's still a good defense. This offense has been real sketchy. Um, if you can get pressure, especially up in the interior, Kenny Pickett is seeing ghosts on every play. Obviously, that that's going to matter a lot for uh, Houston defense. It kind of showed up at times, but uh, you know, obviously, they had those injuries with the uh, Mason Griffin, Stingley, uh, the other yeah, Shaq Mason, Shaq Griffin. Tunsil did not practice today. If they're if they're beat up again, little worrisome, I guess, uh, against a probably a tougher opponent here. But I haven't been really to make be able to make sense of the the Steelers. Like the defense has been good, the offense has been kind of bad, and somehow they're sitting where they're at because they played a kind of a goofy game against the Raiders, where the Raiders probably deserved a little better faith than that at times. Like that was a game you should be able to win at home. It was, didn't look like a home game, boy. A lot of terrible towels. Oh, the Steelers have two wins, and they should very well be zero and three. <laughs> There's no I, I have their I have their yeah. offense yeah. very low in a lot of my metrics. Yes, and if you can't, you know, if you can't get it done here on yeah. the road, 
I don't know. I, I, if you're going to rely on turnovers and defensive touchdowns and the other team just not scoring much, it's not super sustainable because I don't think this defense is. You know, yeah. Showtime one of two brings level. up. Yeah. Showtime one of two brings up a great, great, great point. Like, how is Tomlin getting these guys to win with they're so bad? <laughs> don't, don't, don't do this. <laughs> no, I think uh, the Kenny Pickett uh, is he played a better game in primetime than he had played in weeks one and two. Surely it was against a very weak pass defense, though. Um, and I think in general, like he may be shaking off some of the concussion symptoms from week one hit uh, that uh, he sustained to the noggin. Um, but uh, Matt Cannon is still calling plays like he's concussed. Um, his overall kind of sequencing and telegraphing of what he's trying to do with the kind of wrinkles he incorporates into the game plan are not working. Uh, and I wish he would uh, basically get a clue or get a, another job. Um, whatever the case is, uh, the Steelers offense is not getting close to uh, their ceiling that we saw from the preseason. Part of that is the offensive line hasn't been performing particularly well. Dan Moore Jr. comes to mind in particular. He has had some absolute wild, wild moments on film, although somehow he contained Miles Garrett. So I really, really do not know what to say about the Steelers beyond uh, they're somewhat lucky to be a 2-1 and one and to not be completely out of the mix of uh, a very competitive AFC so far. And if we what do you blink... Mean, if the playoffs started today, they're a division champ. <laughs> Dude, they it's technically wild. have the tiebreaker. If we blink... If we, but if we blink, and it's mid-season, yeah. and the Steelers are two and ten, are you going to be surprised? No, this is. I mean, th- maybe maybe the defense continues to keep them in games, and if they're able to protect Pickett, he isn't horrible when they're clean. But I mean, this offense—I have them twentieth. Like you don't, <clears throat> you don't win a ton of div- divisions with the twentieth-ranked offense. Yeah. They may fix not, things. Not like they may. Like this. They may have. They may continue to grow and improve and be fine and ultimately threaten to win the North. That's possible. I'm not writing them off at all. I'm just telling you that if we wake up in the Halloween and the Steelers have not won another game, we really shouldn't be like shocked by that because there are some serious like fundamental problems. Um, and you know, TJ Watts carrying the. Uh, He's carrying some water uh, for these guys, and it's mattering. And I think he's going to be a difference maker. Like, I don't take exception to the Steelers being favored in this game. I don't take exception to the total being super duper low here because with the injuries to the Texans' offensive line, like Watt's probably going to be able to put his fingerprints on this game pretty aggressively. That's why I said, like, the, <laughs> if if they continue to do that, so be it. And this is a game they can do it because they'll be able to get pressure a lot better than what Jacksonville was able to do. You know. Maybe we finally see Stroud turn the ball over. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a pick because he's been great. Let's talk about a game that I'm a little more excited for and a bet I made and a market that is very, very interesting because there has been some push pull here, Andy. Uh, the LA Rams take on the Indianapolis Colts 1 p.m. on Sunday in Indianapolis. And the Indianapolis part of that is important to me. You want to know why? Because this is now the third game out of four that the Rams will be traveling. And this is non-trivial travel because, number one, their last game, if you remember, was Monday night late in Cincinnati. And they went back to the West Coast, and they're now flying back to Indianapolis. They are playing in going from a primetime game to an early kickoff. They are going uh, you know, into uh, a situation where 
very, very, very tough for a team this early in the season to be able to adjust that aggressive, uh, you know, just a situational spot from my data and records. And so uh, teams in this spot who have done this much travel this early in the season uh, tend to wildly underperform expectation. Uh, if we get a 33-ish percentile performance out of the Rams, I think that is probably a fair baseline. Uh, if it's worse than that, I don't think anyone should be surprised. I would ask you to kind of go back in time and look at what the Rams did the year that they made like eight trips to the East Coast in the first half of the season and look at some of those games like the one against the Dolphins where like literally no one could do anything right. Um, and, uh, you know, there is a lot of precedent here for West coast teams doing all this travel and, and, you know, being jacked around on time, uh, that really has a, a negative impact on teams. It's also a short week. <laughs> so they got a rest disadvantage, yeah. they got a travel disadvantage. This is a bad spot for the Rams. I know on, on paper, I have the Rams favored by 1.1. Okay. They're a better team. This is yeah. a better offense. Sure. They can absolutely handle this team. <clears throat> I, you know, it makes the short list when I update the power numbers. And then after I do power numbers, I go try to get as much injury news from the Wednesday injury reports as I can. And then I pull up, you know, any adjustments I want to make for travel, for rest. And I don't think there was obviously the London game is the big one, but this one was massive. It's like, oh, there's a short week. They're dinged. Oh, they it's another road game back to back. Like, Oh, they're dinged. Like there's just, there's too many checks against them to honestly take this spot. Seriously. At this point, if I wanted to back the Rams at all, it would just be like, you know, some sort of team total. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can see them scoring points, but I don't know how this defense gets up for this. Well, and the other if Richardson, yeah. if Richardson plays like that's a bad matchup for them too. Yeah. There's uh, there's an underlying kind of qualifier for the Richardson part of the equation where there is sort of an obvious bet against a quarterback coming off concussion protocol. I yeah. get it. Um, he's left two games already. Yeah. But, but and then so I, I went I went into that a little too, and I said, well, what are what is the actual probability that Richardson finished this game? But at the same time. It's uh, Minshew Minshew stepped in and it was seamless. He was good. He looked just fine. So yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stay off the Rams here, even though my numbers say they like them. Yeah. I'm not dying to see Richardson in this one. I'll be honest. Um, I do want to point out a couple things about the Colts and why they're better than we thought coming to the season. One of them is Shane Steichen is a guy. He's good. He's a good coach. He's got good vision. He understands how to be a, he he understands how to be a CEO and make good decisions. I, I fully believe that. Um, we have an offensive line that's performing substantially better than last year. No clue why. Such have, a disappointment last year. <laughs> such a disappointment. They're playing much better. We have a, uh, a defense that has a couple of blue chip players on that D-line, notably DeForest Buckner, who <clears throat> plays in the interior. I don't know if you saw Monday Night Football, Andy, but I talked, uh, I talked a big game about the Rams' second half. Ultimately, was a loser because... The interior pressure on Stafford was violent, and I know we went money line. They covered the spread. Oh, did they? Ugh. Yeah, I think they covered by a point. They got a little too oh, aggressive. Shit. I feel like well, it was a two and a half three, and they they won the they lost the second half by a point. I mean, maybe I'll have to fact check that. They did. Okay. Thank God they covered that. I had the six. I bet last Sunday with Connor. Oh, they got that one. Pretty yeah. pissed if that didn't come home. Well, whatever the case is, the uh, the. Uh, the Rams are, they're a tough, 
they're a tough handicap because when Stafford's given time, he can carve. He's, he's the much better quarterback. He has he's got Im- immediate chemistry with Puka Cup and uh, and Tutu Atwell. Those guys can play. <laughs> they they have complementary skill sets. Like that's a great wide receiver duo. Uh, and if he's got time to you know to dissect, then he's going to carve up this uh, Colts secondary. I fully believe that. Um, but I don't think he will. And I think the offensive line for the Rams is showing its uh, you know showing its true colors a bit. And I think uh, the Colts are going to be able to take advantage of that, really be in his uh, face for a lot of the uh, day on Sunday. And I think just in general, some turnovers, some sloppy performance, some you know mental lapses by the Rams, all of those are very possible considering how young this team is and what they're being asked to do. Yeah. Um, better coach. Uh, we love Staken, but they do have the better coach. The struggle is the, the Rams, travels. Yeah. Yeah, the, Rams, the, yeah. the situational spot stinks. If they're if uh, Buckner did not practice today, oh, no, I'm really? not. Uh, I'm not as I'm not super worried that, about that. Rest. I, I think so. They don't. Can just, I get an NIR? Not injury related. <laughs> yeah, some of these, you know, it's like they they have an injury designation with a list a part of the body, but at the same time, it's just like also it's like it's vet rest, but we're gonna say knee because he actually has a knee injury at this time. Because I, I think I don't know how much they like you doing the vet rest thing here. Yeah, you can actually, plus, yeah, if you can give it an injury designation, they love this. So uh, I think Buckner does play. Quentin Nelson didn't practice today either, but I think uh, same kind of thing. Like it's just it's it's a Wednesday injury report. We need to take a beat, take a breath. Check this tomorrow. If they both don't practice tomorrow, I might be flipping flipping the script here and actually getting some Rams money down on this. I just because get out of this game if, if that if, happens. If, if if Buckner can't go, Stafford might have time, and he can carve the secondary. So keep an eye on the injuries for this. But I'm in agreement with you. It's it hasn't got me into a Colts bet, but it's gotten me off of Rams bet at this point. Which yeah, okay. I'm fine with. I yeah, don't, right. It's a excited. young team like this in the worst situational spot since last week when Denver uh, was playing two games at altitude and then went down to the South Florida humidity, yeah. which uh, maybe, uh, maybe wasn't great for them. <clears throat> no, we'll not a, not a game I would want to attend. Even if I used our friends at Ticketmaster, it is the middle of the pod time to pay the bills. You need tickets. Ticketmaster's got you covered guys. It's the official marketplace, the NFL. More ways to find your perfect seat, interactive seat maps, so you don't end up like uh, Takeo Spikes sitting there with a, <laughs> the obstructive view. Uh, you can get like, the 360-degree previews of your section. If your plans change, obviously, you get the, you can sell. You can transfer your tickets to a buddy. Plus, uh, you know, mobile tickets makes it easy to get in. To find them today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL will be a little quick. All the good games are in the first half, but yeah, we are on a we're on a little bit of a tear today. Tampa, New Orleans is a is a tough one because uh, I'm slowly falling in love with the Saints. This is a defense I didn't have projected to be quite this good, but they are playing at a pretty high level at times. I don't know how we didn't see it coming. They played very well above average a lot of times last year as well. But then we get the Jameis thing thrown right into this mix. And it's a real pain in the ass. And I still believe the Bucks were very much overrated <laughs> after winning a couple games yeah. that shouldn't count. You should not get credit for scoring on the Minnesota defense. They didn't even score that many. You should not get credit for scoring on the Bears defense. Again, I think they scored 20. They had a, a defensive touchdown. This offense is not that good. There was 
I mean, there was YouTube videos of Baker Renaissance and all this. I'm not, like, I'm not sure why we're doing this quite this early, guys. It's fun content. Like, I watched it, but at the same time, those shouldn't count, obviously, as much. It's like what we said about the Cowboys. When you play three shitty teams to start, it's hard to judge you. And the Bucks, I was definitely thinking this offense should look a lot better versus these teams because these defenses are garbage. It's a big part of, I mean, if I would have known Jalen Hurts had the flu, I'm glad I didn't know he had the flu. It probably got me to buy out of that bed. And they obviously really, really were able to limit Tampa. This is a maybe a better defense than Philly right now. I don't think at the end of the year, this is a better defense than Philly because Philly is figuring it out with all the young players. And they think they're just going to continue to be better. But right now, going on the road against a divisional foe, Another game on the road against probably a better defense. <clears throat> the only thing that screws us up from the Saints being three and one and leading the division here is their starting quarterback doing some, you know, Jameis shit. And yes, Kamara is back. That's important. He's been with the team forever. It's not like we need to figure out how he's going to fit into this offense. The, the, I mean, that's just plug and play. He's very good. I would have a lot of. I would have a lot of stuff focused on him and the tight ends and really make it nice and easy for Jameis to not screw things up. Because uh, as much as I'm not a huge car guy, this is a downgrade. I have it a little over a point downgrade. Okay. Uh, I want Jameis to YOLO for sure. <laughs> from, from a, from a standpoint end, of watching uh, the game, yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But I also YOLO, have a Saints, buddy. I have a Saints take um, the division now. I got you. So uh, I think your handicap was all fine. I couldn't really make any sense of this one. Saints is on its way to three and a half, it looks like. Um, and I think yeah. the uh, the key issue for me with the Saints and why you are riding solo on Saints South, I hate what the offensive coordinator is coming up with for a game plan. Oh, now, no. They're going to have to win games it. by keeping people under 15 points. I hate it. That's how I they're winning. It. Yeah, their secondary is awesome. Pass rush is questionable. Uh, their offense has a really good set of skill position players now, particularly with Kamara back. And yet the kind of vision is so uninspiring and like just just like exactly the wrong like one degree off, like what it ought to be on any given week. And it's like this like it, it, it this, some of this stuff is low hanging fruit. How are you not seeing it? Why aren't you? You know, kind of tailoring this to to take advantage of your 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 clear advantages X Y and Z. Olave is so good. Yeah, a bunch of and you traded away a bunch of capital to get that guy. Use his ass, and you know that they they have a great wide receiver too in Shahid. Michael Thomas probably doesn't even need to be much part of the game plan anymore. You can use him as depth at this point. I don't think that's an issue, um, but. You know, the fact that you now have Kamara and maybe some of the running plays they're calling aren't going to be as duddy uh, could be a could be a positive. But I don't expect them to get a ton going against, uh, you know, the the Buccaneers defense, although it's worth mentioning the Buccaneers defense took a bunch of injuries out of that game against Philly, too. Right. They're yeah. basically I think you said this, but they're down. There are two most important pieces in the secondary with Davis and Dean. Um, White got yeah inter- injuries for Tampa yeah. have been pretty rough as well. Like mostly on the, the Dean, side. Dean yeah. injury is massive. He it was it was not a true practice today. They just did a walkthrough, but he was a DNP there. Uh, yeah, Davis. Uh, yeah, he's a, a corner limited practice day. Can Kalia Kansi was uh, DNP. 
a Vita Vea DNP, Devin White DNP, like anything that could have been good news in their defense was not. Do you, I'm, I'm down on this offense, but do you want to throw part, Saints team total over into the consideration for uh, um, secret pod play? <laughs> We're going to do that with Jameis, I guess. If you, yes, it's a super low number. And the, re, well, the reason why is like Buccaneers defense is beleaguered right now. Uh, Kamar coming back could have a little juice. Um, I don't really know what the, I don't know how the Bucks are stopping the passing game. Even if Winston's going to have to stop it by just doing conservative nonsense and, and, or like throwing balls out of bounds and stuff like that. Um, because I, you know, I, and I, because I really, or, or do you want to go the other way? Buccaneers team total under, because Buccaneers can really, they are, they are like the definition of one dimensional. The Buccaneers rushing attack is so useless. They might as well not even bother, but they're still forcing it in to the game plan every week and they're still wasting those downs. Um, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin can be neutralized by the really good secondary here. Um, Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore have some history. I can't remember if they do. Somebody brought that Lattimore. Out. Shuts him down regularly, or Evans cooks Lattimore. I can't remember who always wins. Do you remember? L- Lattimore usually has some pretty good success. Obviously, they're both Lattimore wins usually. Okay, uh, in that case, maybe it's a Bucks team total under. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it'd be like it'd be like a seventeen. Seventeen. I played a couple of those last week with Bears and Jets, and they got it there. Yeah, and yeah, somebody's pointing out the yeah the, the Saints haven't played the. The yeah. best teams, I I think highly of Green Bay, at least from a play calling standpoint. I don't think they have all the personnel in place, but like that's that was a really well kind of a really well played second half by them. And Tennessee, I, I know that uh, Derrick Henry is rough, but I have a sneaky theory that Tennessee might actually be decent through the air this year. Like okay. they've just had to play the Saints and the and the Browns. Like that makes them look awesome. really bad. They put up the same amount of points as the Vikings did against the Chargers. That's true. Like that 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 passing offense looked pretty good that day. In fact, they put up they put up more. They put up the same amount of points as the Vikings did in regulation. It was twenty four. There, there was some weird broken. Yeah, the, the Titans the Titans aren't going to be good, but I think that passing game can it, they can be a fun over team if they play some bad defenses because okay. they're a. They're a passing funnel with a maybe sneaky good passing offense at times. Okay. Uh, let's put let's let's revisit that because the mark is not onto that at all. Uh, and actually, I like uh, I like the under this week, but we'll we'll save that for a moment. Uh, let's talk Washington at Philly. Yeah, not not a good matchup for them this week. Uh, I have taken a position only dog I bet all week actually is although. Market does not like my Monday Night Football play. I may be on a second dog. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the uh, the Commanders at eight and a half was a bet for me for a couple of reasons, and they're not. This is not sophisticated handicapping. This is literally just trying to read and understand the market and uh, and trying to suss out some of the uh, um, you know the forces here. The Commanders were bet aggressively into close against the Bills. They no showed. The Eagles were bet against. And covered. Although you break down that game, and yes, the Eagles should have won. Yes, they should have covered. But boy, oh boy, did they leave a lot of points on the field. And there are just a couple of things about that passing offense that is just not it's not there there yet. And so going up against the commander's team, knowing that there's support, market support for these guys, seeing that this was adjusted away from the commanders, 
all that is just kind of an absolute like that's this is this is bait for me like i always 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 go for these types of uh you know market um overreaction type of type of spots um and the um the fact that it's a commander's team that has a budding uh you know top 5 d line uh and uh you know is is at pretty much full strength full health uh and a couple of game breakers in the second in the uh, wide receiver room like this is and it kind of a live dog and you're getting eight and a half points. Um, I like the commies here. And I think what you saw from Sam Howell, as bad as it was in terms of ultimate output against the Buffalo bills, like he didn't stop slinging it. Like he's got, he's no. got a little bit of a, a gunslinger mentality, which I think serves you well when you're an eight and a half point dog in at the link. Um, and you know, if there's any game on the schedule, the Eagles are looking a little bit past. Is it this one? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah. Uh, too many points in a neutral situation. Uh, and I think uh, the fact that you're catching a little bit of a, a market overreaction on top of it and you're backing a team that has some pretty solid market support recently, I think all this points to uh, a winning uh, winning side. What's your read? Yeah, I probably I probably will use this as a teaser. I make this ten, Drew. Okay. I uh, but it, it's just it's unplayable because of what we've seen from this offense. Not only are they leaving a lot of points on the board, but uh, and I think somebody pointed this out in the chat. Like they are they're turning into a really good running team at times, and I, I worry that this isn't going to be a an explosive offensive output. I would just try to you know this is, it's still a very important divisional game. It's a team that you expect to be a lot worse than you. It's really the Cowboys that you're needing to battle to win this division, probably. But uh, it's still a very important game, and it, it just feels like these divisional games. You don't want to be, you don't want to be laying these big numbers in here, especially a team that might just try to salt it away in the second half with a you know a touchdown lead. The way they, I mean, the way they've been able to get Swift going, and you know the run blocking has been so good. It's a good. You know, a good pass rush unit for the commanders, but it's a good offensive line at the same time. And we've seen Hurts. I feel like his sack avoidance has been good enough where I'm not too worried about him. I think if the Eagles do put it all together, they're going to be a pretty scary offense. We just haven't really gotten to see that yet. You know, mm-hmm. as I pointed out against Minnesota several times with other teams, like it's hard to judge what you did against the Minnesota secondary where they're just blitzing their, you know, blitzing their ass off and leaving bad corners out on an Island constantly. Like, Oh, we have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. We're going to be able to beat that guys. We'll, we'll, we'll win this game. A um, little tougher defense, obviously here, but on the other side too, we talked about this with the bills and what game plan they put out there. If this pass rush is getting home a bunch, this, this eight might not get home because they might not get, to, you know, 10 points. If he's constantly under pressure and we have this slinging going on against some good secondary pieces back there, like you get some ball hawks, Mm -hmm. it could be this one could go just tits up in a hurry for the commanders. It's, it's probably too many. It's, it's probably too many points for a divisional game. Um, This is probably just going to come down to the, you know, the two pass rushes. Mm -hmm. If Hertz is unbothered, it's, you're going to need a backdoor. You know, if Howell is very much bothered, I don't know if the backdoor is going to be open. 
Okay, that's fair. Uh, people, I mean, people, watch, like, people in the chat, cool. not not interested in my uh, looking past the Commanders' take. Yeah, the Eagles are eight and a half point favorites. They know that. Like they're coming off of a they Monday, night, they're coming off a Monday favorite. night football. They're coming off a Monday night football win. Uh, Kelsey said it himself on his podcast. They only have three games this season that are in the one o'clock slate that are not like higher profile games. Like this is one of the games that is not higher profile. Yeah, you just came is, off two two yeah. national broadcast two, games. Like that's this right. Is, uh, this is buried. This is buried at one o'clock behind the Bills game. Like, yeah, exactly. Bills, Dolphins. Yeah, right. Like, I think, uh, I, I do think there is, you know, any, if there's a foot, maybe it's not looking past, but a foot off the gas pedal kind of a, kind of a spot. Right. Um, and, uh, and I also say that, like, it's a short week. Your guys all had the flu. Like, eh, 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 don't love. Uh, and I also think that uh, the secondary for the Eagles still has some serious questions. If the defensive line, is, if the defensive line of the Eagles is winning their one on ones, and they're in Sam Howell's lap, and he's holding on the ball too long. Then fuck it, this is not the, the depth isn't good when when you have to go. You know, four, three, four, five. Everyone goes three. Used to be like a thing, three corners. And now that's constant in the NFL almost. But yeah, when you have to go four or five. You know, when you you have a, a, a lighter defense out there where you're bringing in depth corners, there's some there's some depth issues there once you get past the top end. Mm-hmm. Even even your third corner. So like, this is a beatable secondary if the pass rush is not getting home. Yeah, and, I think yeah, so I'm too. Tease, tease the shit out of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think Burrow was gonna play. Man, he dropped back like fifty times, and it was clear he didn't have his lower body to throw the ball as well. But he's still just like, oh, Jamar Chase, like. Find separation. Find the seams in these zones. Yeah. Beat your man. Get open. Find stuff underneath. Find the sideline. Out routes. Slant routes. Just everything kind of intermediate. He just murdered them with. And this is not a good coverage unit. Why wouldn't you just roll out the same exact game plan, score 24 points, and go back home? Yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think- I, I, I'm not excited about this game whatsoever. Oh, no. no Outside no, no. of, again, I do kind of like the Tennessee passing offense as a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good team. And they, you know, most likely if this, uh, you know, these good receivers and burrows yeah. maybe a little more mobile, if they're, they're put into these game states where they're going to have to throw a lot, I know this this total's been bet down. Okay. So one I'm thing kind of on the other side here. All right. Well, I'm on the I'm on the high side of this one, but I got a good number. Uh and I don't know that I love it. I mean it, it look ahead was forty four. It's come down obviously, but um, if, if this gets bet down to like something stupid, I'm 39. gonna be the buyback. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things about the under that I like is Joe Mixon's not giving you anything in this game. Not nothing. Like like Burrow's gonna have to do it all to get the Bengals to 24, and I don't know that that's really happening. Um, Burrow's the tape is now very, very apparent. There is a very straightforward way to stop him, and it's sure as shit wasn't what uh, Raheem Morris was doing in the second half of the uh, uh, Monday Night Football game. No. Uh, and I think uh, Vrabel is going to have a much, much more well-crafted defensive game plan here. Uh, it's notable also that the Titans are getting healthier on the defensive side of the ball. Their secondary in particular starting to get some bodies back. So uh, 
they don't match up for shit against T. Higgins and Jamar Chase or T- and Tyler Boyd, but that could can't hurt. Uh, and I think uh, in general, the uh, the Bengals defense was the standout unit on Monday Night Football for me. They were awesome, awesome, awesome. I think Lou Anaruma is starting to really figure out how to utilize his guys. Uh, the some of the younger players in the secondary, especially, I thought were pretty outstanding uh, in that game. And I would expect that. Uh, this uh, the front seven for the Bengals dictates a ton in this contest as well, uh, as you are there taking on an even weaker offensive line than they played on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Titans, let's. I, I will fully, fully, fully come on board and try to find some overs to bet with you on the Titans as we go down their schedule and they play some weaker D's, um, but not against Big Lou Beatty. Not against Big Lou. Um, yeah, I know and that, that's the other worry too. It's like the second half defensive adjustments if we do see any sign of life. Because mm-hmm. like and any stat you look at outside of the Chargers game is not good. It's yeah. just they played two really good defenses, and that's probably not a good matchup for them as well. Yeah. I'm likely to just avoid this game and probably not watch it until there's Monday. a couple of games at Colts and home versus the Ravens where the Titans could potentially pass their way into some points. Yeah, even the team total, it it feels like this is backdoor kind of team total territory. I just think they're even even with the the book out on Burrow, I think this the secondary is just going to struggle so much with fast receivers. So okay, first first half over, second half seven points scored. Okay, Vegas Chargers. Look at us disagreeing. Finally, only took four weeks. I disagreed (laughs) with the Eagles. I like the Eagles. Oh, that's true. Yeah, here we we embrace in debate here, man. Um, I played the Chargers. I assume this is going to be Hoyer. That's <sighs> it. Sucks that it's it is probably going to be Hoyer, which just sucks and no fun. Give us Aiden O'Connell. Like this is what I want. This is what everybody wants. Um, I make this six. I'm pretty close. This is one where it's six with a long tail to the Raiders not scoring at all. Kind of. You know, this is maybe a Chargers alts. This is a, you know, this is a team that we saw this kind of sad sack on offenses times with an efficient quarterback. You've got a wide receiver who doesn't want to be there anymore. Like, you think he plays? Oh, man. Is this like baseball where it's like, oh, man, the starting shortstop sitting? <laughs> like, is he at the trade deadline kind of thing? Like, uh, I don't know if he plays with full heart, you know, clear eyes, full heart kind of thing but yeah Adams wants out both of them have been beat up already between him and Jacoby Myers you know the additions to the offense haven't worked out Josh Jacobs looks like absolute hammered dog shit like he lived through an entire career he's not even old yet I don't know he's just not getting good he's not getting clean looks the the scheme isn't great but he's not playing well either yeah if this is Hoyer play this out to seven yeah I mean, it, yeah. I, I, so my number right now, I make this six, and I have not made a quarterback adjustment. That's okay. Jimmy. Yeah, that's that's what Jimmy in right now because of how this defense has looked at times and how this offense is trying to get anything going. This offense yeah. has been highly disappointing at times. So I don't know what's what's the difference between Jimmy and Hoyer. It's not as huge as you'd think because of the style of offense they're running. I guess that's true. But uh, so it's it's two or three. Jimmy, at least there were some 
Jimmy, if Jimmy's, I mean, I guess it, it entirely depends if the Chargers could generate pressure. Ch- Chargers were able to finally, finally, at long last, generate some pressure last week. Uh, yeah. It was uh, the rookie kid from USC, uh, which was a weird surprise. Tuli, 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 yeah. T- we're just gonna um, call him Tuli. He has a difficult Tooley. last name. I couldn't um, say his last name until like this off season, so yeah. it'll take a while. Uh, the uh, I. I'm hopeful that they can, they, you know, they continue to bring Bosa back on board, get him more snaps, lean into Thule, get some pressure. Because Hoyer under pressure, I mean, he's skipping passes. That guy's not. That guy's not running an NFL offense. Um, so that's where my, my my mind is at. And then the flip side is the Raiders' pass defense is atrocious. Um, if Zach, if uh, Max Crosby doesn't get a sack on a dropback, then you're completing a pass against them. Um, they have virtually no, you know, warm bodies that have stepped up and are developing in the secondary right now. Uh, and I think, uh, the fact that, uh, Kellen Moore kind of figured out, Hey, maybe we should throw it 45 times, <laughs> run it back, big boy, run it back. So losing Williams really sucks. You have a couple of other guys, somebody between Palmer and, uh, the rookie Johnston, someone's going to have to step up a little, sure. but it is sounding like Eckler is going to give this a go. Oh, good. And I mean, they have it makes no sense. This no. proves how much he loves football because they have a bye next week. I th- <laughs> I'm almost sure they have a bye next week. So, like, traditional wisdom would be yep, they do Seattle, Chargers, Cleveland, and Tampa Bay have buys next week. It makes not a lot of sense to try to rush it back if you're not ready. So, it really speaks to how well he's feeling. That helps because of, you know, the big loss of Williams. I haven't got uh, a full Derwin James update. That would be problematic as well. But Bosa and Mac didn't practice today. I don't know. We'll see what comes of that tomorrow. Um, obviously, Williams is done, done until next year. That knee was blowed up. And then on the Raiders side, I, it, I guess it could still be Jimmy. I'm not super hopeful, but there's kind of conflicting reports. It's like, oh, he's playing or he's practicing. It's fine. But he has to pass like every step of the protocol still. <laughs> he has all I, these layers. I, uh, uh, I, I, I don't, don't, I don't, I, I lean 80, 20 that he's out. There's, I read the whole protocol to try to figure this out because somebody who would know when Anthony Richardson didn't DNP'd on Wednesday last mm-hmm. week said that means he's out. And I was like, what? And they were like, oh, yeah, no, like, they, like, you can't, like, like, you have to do something. And then 24 hours later, no, no symptoms. You have to do something else. 24 hours later, no symptoms. And if you mm-hmm. haven't already gotten to the point where you are doing at least limited practice on there's just Wednesday, not enough then time there's not enough time. Get all the yeah. steps. Yeah. 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 You have to have so much time. That's why it's tough on short weeks where it's just like this guy's out because he can't hit all the benchmarks by Thursday. Yeah. 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 And so basically if you're not, if you're not already to the point where you're at least some, a limited participant on Wednesday, then it's over for you. Yeah. Um, and you know, if he plays, then I will eat my words, but uh, I, I honestly don't even really care. I think I'm the Chargers, yeah, Chargers are getting into the. Yeah. Um, some of uh, Patrick says he wonders if this is an in-between number. I think it's like a full in-between number. It's leaning towards Jimmy out, but I don't think it's as high as it would be if they announced Hoyer. Yeah. So I think it's yeah, kind of a 75% kind of number. Okay. 
Well, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting because if if Bosa or Mac miss and Jimmy plays, I feel quite differently about this game. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Um, tough handicap here in Dallas. Um, tough r- wrapping yes. your head around who Dallas is right now. Um, the run defense at the second level was a problem. Um, potentially not having Trayvon Diggs is a problem. Uh, you still have a really, really, really amazing D-line and the best player in football who's not a quarterback in Michael Parsons. Um, but the Patriots are getting healthier on their offensive line. Trent Brown made a big difference in their last contest. Mm-hmm. Cole Strange is starting to get you know some positive reps for you. Um, Mac Jones is playing much better this season with an actual offensive coordinator. Um, and Dallas's offense seems to be stuck in mud. I wanted to be on the Cowboys here. I wanted six and a half. I was ready to play, um, but I didn't pull the trigger because of uh, a lot of the questions swirling are all kind of pointing Patriots on the way up. Cowboys, you know, concern, red flag. Um, do you have an opinion on why the Cowboys offense is stuck in mud? No, like I said, it's it's hard to evaluate this team based on the opponents they've played, even though Arizona's been kind of frisky, had the weird rain game where the game state got out of hand in a hurry, and then you know, the Jets are an embarrassment to football. But, uh, you know, if they're not getting turnovers and they're not front-running, they don't look as good. Um, I don't know. If you're not front-running, it seems like McCarthy gets more conservative we saw that, which is the opposite of what you should do, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's more worried about losing than he is trying to catch up and grab the lead. The play calling inside the 20s, or even you know, when they'd even get close to scoring, was really rough at times. Um, I had no idea how they weren't scoring on those drives. It's still Arizona. This is still a team you should be much better on. And just what we saw from CeeDee Lamb the first few weeks, it's like, well, just do that. That's This works so well. Just use him inside. Use him outside. You know, but, but run block like you have been for Pollard. And, you know, obviously the, the offensive line injuries probably played a big part of that as well. So between the conservative play calling, the injuries up front, and the fact that the game state got weird and the play calling got icky, it just just it all kind of compounded and it turned into a pretty bad result. And now you're actually playing a pretty good defense, a team that, I mean, at times I really thought they were going to beat Philly. Like They were probably a better team than Philadelphia that day. They just got themselves into such a hole. And it's, it's you know, it's tough to do that against a good team and come back. But, you know, Philly was still real early into the figuring out what this defense is going to be this year. And they probably missed an opportunity at a huge win there. Um, yeah, I I make this I make this like five and a half. And I, I have a really wide band on where I think Dallas should be right now. Where I, I don't think I don't have a strong read on what my Dallas numbers should be kind of avoiding this. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a, a true test to see if we continue to get better on the offensive side for the Patriots. If the Patriots continue to get better on offense. You know, they, this is a team that can probably make the playoffs this year because the defense is very good at times. Yeah. The defense is good. <sighs> Boy, this is a tricky one. Uh, and, and, and truthfully, yeah, th- this was weird too. Is Birdie brings up the, the Jets game. I have no idea what happened with that. The Patriots, their decision. 
because it's like once they got, you know, a lead of any sort, they started playing the game like they were up 30. <laughs> like, and I think they just had that little respect for what the Jets offense was going to do that day. It's like they went into salted away mode in the second quarter. Because, I mean, they didn't do that much on offense. And the Jets' defense, this is what's keeping the Jets Jets from defense being. is excellent, yeah. This is what's keeping – Like I, I kind of laughed when I, I looked, and I'm like, I had the Jets as, like, the 20th best team in the league. And it's like, oh, yeah, this you know this is actually an elite defense. This is a much better defense than what the Cowboys are rolling out without Diggs right now. And, yeah, the, the Pats really played that one weird, though. As they they just went into straight shutdown, get this game over with mode. Zach Wilson's not scoring on us, and and then he actually had one decent drive where he did, and it's like shit. Are they gonna fuck this game up? Is this is this an zero and three team? That'd be horrible. So um, hmm. it'll be it'll be it'll be a little eye opening to see what this offensive game plan looks like. Yeah, I I am uh, I'm lost. I'm, I'm not, I can't find a way into this game. Um, oh, I, yeah, I don't I don't think I want to. And. Uh, I guess just Cowboys generally, like if like I'm assuming that part of the reason they stink in the red zone is not all on Mike McCarthy. It's literally that they're just they don't have the right weapons uh, in ter- when the field gets shorter. Um, uh, Hack Hector, sports hack, he's brought that up a couple times. Like he says, you know, like, Zeke sucks, yeah, but he's awful useful down by the goal line. Getting sure. through some of those tight spots. Sure. And, and yeah, and, and similarly, the wide receivers that, they know, have are kind of redundant. Yeah, yeah. They have they have small running backs and the the uh the wide receivers they have are kind of redundant and they don't really have a guy that can like truly create separation in the red zone. Um if they got one, are the is that does that solve the offense for the Cowboys to the tune where they're a bet on in your mind? They just need to tighten up this red zone stuff. Like I said, I have I have this grouping in the top five teams, and they're pretty tight from KC down to it's you know KC, San Francisco, Buffalo, Miami, Philly, and then it's a big drop to like the Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincy, that whole range there, and dead in the middle between there is Dallas. Like can't figure out if they're gonna move back towards the elite and making an elite six or if they're going to fall back to the pack because, you know, what we saw these first two weeks were just, you know, against bad teams. God damn. And, and I, you know, I just talked up the Jets defense too. Like they, that's what's so bad. They, they did it. You know, they've done this against. Yeah. Jay brings up a key point, which is that the offensive line for the Cowboys is thin and it hasn't been healthy. Ryan bring Zelensky brings up a great Point that Cowboys are playing the Niners next week. What a game! Talk about a talk about a look ahead. Oh, and yeah, Dallas man. is Dallas's injury port kind of messy. Uh, the center didn't practice. Zach Martin didn't practice. Tyron Smith did not practice. Sunday um, night football look ahead is not limited practice as well. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday Night Football look ahead is uh, Niners by three. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a close game where if this gets out to seven, I'll almost certainly have some Patriots and hate it. Just hate it. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, 
I have nothing to say about Arizona at San Francisco. Uh, I was hoping that Arizona was going to get bet and I was going to lay with the 13 or something with the Niners, but doesn't seem like anyone wants anything to do with this game at all. This they're might the be kind of team that can cover these numbers right now. They're, they they're are. They're tryhards. Yeah, they're tryhards. Uh, but they're coming off of, uh, you know, a big win in a way that, uh, you know, typically you bet against those types of teams because it's tough to get, re- you know, to get yourself worked up to the same degree the next week when you're 14 point ducks. Um, I think the spread is fair. I think the total is fine. I think this is going to be probably the least bet game of the year would be my guess. Yeah. We, we were talking about this before look aheads came out last week and I said, I make this 14. Like it's, it's going to be right there around the two touchdowns and I don't think it's seen a lot of action. Yeah. So I make it 14.2 uh, total. It's crazy. Total is, uh, I think the look at on this was actually a little lower. It's been bet up a touch okay, because, you know, we went into the season and we saw all the practice yeah. clips of uh, who was the, who was besides Clayton Toon? Who was the other quarterback? Uh, uh, it was Colt McCoy who had Colt no. Colt McCoy and Clayton no Toon looking, looking like they were Horrific. on a, you know, Yeah. Some sort of sabotage mission to yeah. play as bad as they could yeah. during the preseason. That's... They've gotten a ton yes. out of Dobbs. Do- Dobbs has a pulse. He's he's, he's very he's, much he pulse. Can, he can play. He can play. Um, and yeah, the Ayuk thing is going to be important for their offense. He's they looked fine without him, but it's just one extra piece for this defense to to try to deal with. Whereas yeah. you know you have CD and I guess whatever you think of the rest of that offense besides Pollard is one thing, but uh, certainly having to deal with everybody, Debo and CMC and Kittle and Jennings and Ayuk and even the, uh, you know, the, the younger one now that uh, scored that first touchdown. It's, there's so many, there's just so many people. Yeah. There's so many people that are a problem. Debo did sit a little today. Um, First, hurting ribs. Ayuk was limited with the shoulder injury. He's been fighting. I do think he plays this week. I hope Debo plays. He's tough though. Um, Dobbs isn't even in the freaking conversation of bottom five quarterbacks in the NFL. He's he is squarely middle class. Yeah, no, like that. That was a big part of the handicap from Arizona early. It's like you cannot win. Yeah, you can take a bad roster and elevate it if you put a good quarterback there. He a good quarterback can do a lot. So you cannot take a below average roster and roll out Colt McCoy or Clayton Toon and expect to win three games. Yeah. Like more than three games. It was it was looking like a really dire situation. It's not very tank worthy, which is kind of interesting. And obviously teams don't tank. It's bad for it's kind of bad for the what do you call optics? It? It's bad optics. The optics and you know the the culture of the team, but like I don't even think they thought they'd get this much out of Josh Dobbs. He's been great. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I think Niners probably pick their score here. Um and probably cover, but I'm not gonna get involved. Casey at the Jets. Um Andy, is it insane to say this out loud? But uh, I have at multiple times this week considered playing an under 41 and a half in a chiefs game their defense is very good um I yeah think bolton i think bolton missed practice today maybe um bolton and noah gray did not practice tony and chris jones were limited 
Um, I think everyone goes. The Jets had some uh, offensive line shuffling, and then they signed a quarterback. But uh, don't go thinking Trevor Simeon is starting. They've come out and said it's just not enough time. We're not gonna th- if we do make a quarterback switch, we're not gonna throw this poor new guy to the Chiefs. Um, he is going to be inactive this week. It is going to be another Zach Wilson. And, yeah, they've started to get smart. The team totals are now 16 for the Jets. That might still be bettable. And, yeah, the, the problem is the turnovers. If if he throws some bad turnovers and there's some short fields, it's kind of like what we saw with Buffalo. Like, Buffalo didn't want to score 37 last week against the Commanders. They, they, they weren't really piling it on. Like you said, they finally started to be, hey, we can run the salt games away, and they still ended up just keep scoring because of the turnover. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm scared of this under, but these are two top 10 defenses right now going against each other, and only one of them has a decent offense. So basically yeah. is can the Jets' defense keep the Chiefs at least – semi, you know, kind of grounded, if you the will. The Lions did it. I know Kelsey wasn't playing. The Jaguars I'm a little lower on. I'm a little lower on this, so I, I, I make this like eight and a half, and a lot of that still is just I'm, I'm forced to not downgrade the Jets as far as they probably should be because this defense is really, really good, and it can play really well at times. There's, you know, a big issue with this Chiefs team is like what's beyond Kelsey. And they have a couple running backs at work, and yet at times they still run CEH, which is maddening. But it's, yeah, and the Jets defense will get worn down eventually. It's like, the, remember the Broncos team last year where eventually that defense just couldn't keep that up every week, keeping teams to 10 points and losing 10 to 9. But it's still early. It's still early in the season. I think they have enough juice to limit basically everyone but Kelsey. We have a profit exchange market for this one too, which I, I was pretty proud of. Oh, what, what is it? So um, it is Kelsey receptions versus Jets third down conversions. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, do, do you have a take? Uh, the, I mean, I think I would put the, the Jets, Jets in like the, the three or four range. So three and a half. Uh, and that would I be would, above average, Drew. They are oh, really? 2.7 per oh, game over three games. Oh, my God. Um, and you know what? That's tied with Washington for the worst. You know who's converting the most third downs per game this year? Uh, let me think about it. I see a hint. Um, They're is in it one the of the Eagles? bigger states in the world. Oh. Hmm. One of the biggest, the biggest states by area, not Alaska. Oh, interesting. Uh, the Cowboys? No. They're second. It oh is really? Texans. Texans? It's like eight, eight point four or something. It was high. Is They're third just, down conversion sticky? Not really. I don't think so because you do have to add a lot of context to, you know, hey, what's the best third down conversion? Never getting a third down, just converting on first and second. That's right. I do think you see some of these good teams where it's like, oh, the Chiefs had one third down on that whole drive. You know, that that's your best case scenario. So I don't think it's a true indicator of a good offense, but it is good for some of these teams that are just, you know, inching their way down the field, crossing the street a hundred times. At least they're good at it. The Jets have not been good at it. And mm-hmm. yeah, there were a bunch of Taylor Swift themes, uh, props at FanDuel this week. That was pretty funny as well. 
Uh, my fare for this one is 10. My total for this one is 40. Uh, I would play an under 42 and a half. I've been staring at an under 41 and a half thinking about it. Um, boy, the total. So basically the reason I kind of lean under here is because like my, so to get to a fare of 10 and a total of 40, that implies 25, 15. Neither of those is likely. So it's, we're talking 24, 14 more realistically, or 27, 14, or 24, you know, or 20, uh, uh, 24, 17. Like all of those are kind of dancing right under 41 and a half. So I think the under is the look here. Um, we don't have a secret pod play yet. What is, uh, what do you think about the Jets getting shut out here and this being the end of the Zach Wilson era? Should we do it? We'll do Jets. Uh, Jets Jets, and Tampa. I like them both. I, I love yeah. these. Nothing gets you sweating more than a team total under 20. When, when yeah. there's these low ones, you know, like, oh, man, <laughs> one, one, one bad play and we're in bad shape. Because that one drive for the – for the you know the jets there it's like one of the uh one of the nbc guys talked me into under nine and a half for rutgers last week against michigan and a third play of the game rutgers had a broken play for a touchdown and i was like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) you know they landed seven (laughs) they didn't score another point all game um, producer dan had a parlay last year in college that was like two teams under two and a half or something for the team totals where it was, you know, just like a, you know, these 40 point spreads where the totals like 41. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was. There was two very bad teams, but I, I think he parlayed two team Iowa, totals Iowa like State. under two and a half or th- first half team totals. That's what yeah. one was like. One was like a half point. It was a first oh half, God. like over half a point, New Mexico state. Yeah. There you go. Oh my God. Um, Oh my survivor God. pick. We don't get a lot of survivor pick questions. It's probably good because I'm out. My wife went with the Vikings last week. I feel like she deserved a better fate for getting ballsy. She doesn't understand what spread is. She just picks <laughs> teams. Um, I I don't remember who I had. I'm out and everything. Okay. There's probably not a lot of other spots I'd want to use the Vikings. Maybe late against the Bears. Okay. Um, it depends. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm terrible at Survivor. Bring it, get in the Discord if you want, and we'll uh, we'll see if other people have some uh, opinions on that. Because I should go home. Uh, real quick, I, I I so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna kibosh Tampa just in case. Stupid James Winston gives up. A All right, we'll point. go we'll go Jets go team Jets. total under yeah. like sixteen. We'll, we'll live we'll live dangerously and, um, and you have all day to get to it too. It's a Sunday night. Yeah. Game. Uh, and I honestly like I want I want the Jets not to score because of lots of reasons. But uh, um, I I you know I'd like to see a, a game where Zach Wilson is at least like showing something you know, and so he could he he retains this job. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't oh, think for, can for your score under prop. Um, yeah. Yeah. So San Francisco would be the obvious survivor pick this week against the uh, Cardinals with the 14 point spread. And, uh, but they have lots of future value. Uh, yeah, also worth noting if you're, if you're in Circa, San Francisco plays on Thanksgiving against Seattle. Yeah. So you kind of have to keep that one in your pocket. Although you have Dallas that day also against, I think who Washington, who's Dallas play. I forget. I think it's Washington. Um, but, uh, you know the the um, uh, Casey's not a crazy win either. Um, 
the only th- the what 33 percent of the pool expected to pick san francisco 20 percent philly 20 percent kc and then the rest is kind of diffuse so um there's no like contrarian pick i guess i did it i did have one, one kind of fa- fast question to close with was first coach fired because it's a market we love and somebody somebody pushed back on this on twitter which is fine that's what twitter's for is arguing although you know he was nice about it it's fine but i looked at the top of the market and it's just all these teams with front offices who don't do this mid-season like eberflus probably just makes it all year you know, that's a that's a conversation that, you know, he still has Getsy to, like, get rid of. He can still get rid of a coordinator. And the, the McCaskies did this with Nagy. Like, they refused to just cut bait early. Um, New or excuse me, Chargers, that's a team that doesn't give a shit. It's, an, it's a business. They don't seem like a team that would do this before the season got over anyway. And yeah. then it, it, it kind of left Rivera if he has more stinkers like this and he was one of the favorites at three to one, but I looked at Sala and I, I don't know if I had a good, it was 12 to one. So it was a bigger price. I didn't have a really good read on like how he gets along with the Johnsons and how, how the front office views him. But I mean, this is, this is a messy team right now. That's really, really not happy outside of, you know, like the stars are pissy. The locker room's kind of going to shit. If they do go out and score zero, do they think about it? I don't, I mean, I think a lot of people liked him, but what have they done? You know, this defense is good. Is that, is that enough? Like you put together a good defense, is that a good enough reason to keep you around? If you are like one in seven, it's more about the talent in the scheme though. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you've got good players. Um, uh, I, don't I don't. I don't know what kind of league she has. That's, that's why I'm asking. I'm like, I just looked at guys who, you know, all these guys probably can't go anywhere. And then I started to go down to the actual like my pushback on disaster. I, my, I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll throw some names at you. My pushback on Sala is that. Um, like he has a good he's excuse, carrying, but it's getting messy. He, well, no, but forget about the excuse. He's carrying water from the, for the front office right now for mm-hmm. sticking with Wilson. Yeah, he's eating he's eating shit he, in the media. He's eating there. it. Yeah, he's eating it right now. He's eating shit with the players. He's eating shit in the media. He is out there carrying towing the company line that we're stick that Wilson is our guy. And that decision ultimately is not his. Yeah. It, it really does feel like Rivera then because I, I understand it's, it's a good thought. It is down to 10 to one at bed online now, but some of the other names like Josh McDaniels, they can't afford to. He's no, the favorite. That doesn't make it. a lot of sense. Kevin O'Connell isn't going anywhere. Questy nope. and you know, the rest of that management group, they, nope. they believe in Kevin O'Connell. They understand what's going on here. I don't think the saints move on from Dennis Allen. He's like the next group is like Dennis Allen, Mike McCarthy, Vrabel, Peyton Bowles. Like those guys aren't getting, fired you know right who, now. I mean, I know you say it's the organization might who? Not be the craziest thing. At like Bowles, yeah. If that starts to go tits up, um, the uh, I know you say that the um, Cowboys are not an organization that fires midseason. They're not. I did one time. Um, it's not a bum. Talk to me if uh, if the Cowboys lose to the Pats. Not crazy. The Cowboys lose to the Pats. They're two and two, Andy. 
Then they got the Niners in primetime and the Chargers in primetime the next two weeks before their bye week. If they've made some, you know, some big swings, some some big acquisitions, and they are all of a sudden two and four with four straight losses heading into their bye, McCarthy is probably in in deep trouble. Jerry, uh, Jerry's not getting any younger. He's, his patience probably isn't growing with age. I don't think Peyton's a possibility because of what they gave up for him and what they're paying. Peyton's not. Peyton's like, not. They, they just can't afford to do that. Like that's financially, that would be a really yeah. And Frank really Reich, by the way, seemed like it was like the owner's choice, and so if the owner just yeah admitting he was wrong four games into a hire. I don't think is happening, even if he is wrong. Uh, no, uh, McCarthy is the bet. I think. Because that that this is a tough little stretch. Uh, you're at the, Niners. That's a fun one. So like McCarthy, McCarthy and Bowles are. I need to think a little more about the. What's the name of the the ownership group there down in Tampa? The Glazers. The yeah, the Glazers. They'll I mean, they'll cut they'll cut ties, but at yeah, the same right. time, I, like, I, I want to go look the at like, expectations the sacking, were pretty the sacking ex- record of their soccer teams. Expectations, <laughs> expectations were pretty low. Like you, you, this is fired. This is a year where they're eating all this cap, and you know they're just taking their. I know. And, is there something to getting your hopes up with a two and zero start and then ending two and ten? There is. Yeah, there's something there. Well, I'm gonna take some McCarthy. I don't hate that. Uh, what's the price? Twelve one. Thirty three. That's what? too much. Yeah, that's too much. Would you find this Bedlin? Yeah, they're like the only place that has this anymore. Oh, that's a that's not crazy. I mean, the I mean, realistically, the Cowboys probably turn Cowboys win, and this is a yeah. dumb bet, but I put a little bet. bet on that. It's a big, uh, big price. I don't think there's a better choice. I, I and actually, Andy, you have like another angle here, which is we get to the end of the season, and then if the Cowboys, you know, nine and eight miss the playoffs, he's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even if no coach gets fired until Black Monday, there's a realistic chance he's still the first. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think um I don't think Arians is in the building anymore. He was basically just listed as like some sort of, you know, offensive uh or coaching assistant consultant last year i'm not sure he's actually in the building anymore i think he kind of stepped completely back at this point i'm gonna have to double check on that um and i love that we're getting the man the man you uh sacking list here <laughs> this is what we need i dig it but yeah it All has right, been good, a very long pod. time ago. It. it was um it was mr phillips in like you know the 90s so let's yeah. wrap it uh, long one wrap tonight, it here. good week we'll see you guys Part into mid-season, you can kick the tires on Dan. That's the thing. You have you have a really high-end D coordinator that you, you, you need to bring in an offensive coordinator at that point. I'm not sure who you go get.